0: Just when you think it's all over, here we go again. Yeah, that definitely is a surprise. Last year, we actually discussed the opposition taking on the leadership and the beginning of the Pasha, Kolach's arguments with Moshe, we'll link that video at the end of this video, seems even more relevant this week than it was last year. And before we start, I would like to thank our viewers for the feedback and comments we get throughout the week. It's amazing. Please keep them coming. And also, if you're enjoying this video, feel free to like it, comment below, and even share this video. And if you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, please do. It actually helps us with the channel. Now, this week, I want to discuss what happens after the story of Kolach and his Ada, Kolach and his crowd, going into the ground, our placing all the machtot on the Mizbech. You would think that that's where everything would end and Moshe Rabbeinu would finally have peace and quiet and nobody would argue with him anymore after everything that they just witnessed and that they just saw. However, when you look at the Pesukim, the next morning, literally the next morning, Amishel comes, the crowd comes to Moshe Rabbeinu and complains. And what did they complain about? You guys killed Amishael. And if this wouldn't have been the Torah, you would have said to yourself, what is going on? This sounds like a joke. What do you mean you just killed Amishael? The ground opened up and it was a miracle from Shemaim. It was not Moshe Rabbeinu. Aaron, it was the ground that opened up. Unnatural thing happened right over there. But even more so, you have to ask, when you continue reading the psukim. when you continue reading or the role who tells Moshe, this time I'll show them, this time it's enough, go and collect all the presidents from the 12 different Shvatim, make each one of them give you a staff, give you a mateh, and we'll show them this time, and a miracle happens that throughout the night, the staff, the mateh grows on and leaves, flowers, and then even fruits. And you have to ask, what does this help with? Why is this miracle suddenly the miracle that's going to convince Amishael, and it actually does convince Ahm Yisrael, as we see at the end of the parasha, they just go, each one picks his own staff, looks at it, and suddenly, peace and quiet, no more arguments with Moshe and Aron. What exactly is going on over here after the story of Korach, the story what we call of Matea Aaron? what is behind this story, what is behind this concept of Aaron's Matei? You now a lot of the
1: Mepharshim see this and explain that they clearly saw the miracles, and they clearly understood, you know, that Moshe is great, and that Moshe was chosen over Korach and his people, but at the same point, they also saw something else. They saw that besides for Korach and his people, there were the 250 people who had good intentions. They were really trying to reach godliness and we also see their punishment is somewhat similar to Nadav and Avihu, the sons of Aaron that we spoke about a few weeks ago. And more than that, the Nitzif points out that why do they only say something the next day? Because they see that Moshe Rabbeinu takes the pans that were used by these 250 people and uses them for the Mizbeach, meaning that obviously they weren't totally negative. Obviously there was something pure about their request. So what they see is, okay, we have Moshe and we have Korach. Moshe is greater than Korach. But at the end of the day, what they see is that Moshe's spiritual powers are stronger than other spiritual powers. But still stands the question, Moshe, why don't you leave room for others? There were people here who had pure intention. You are the ones responsible. Yes, God listens to you because you're great and you have strong spiritual powers. But why is this what you're bringing? Why are you killing the nation of God? And maybe even conceptually, basically you're killing off any other spiritual people. You're killing off the concept of the nation of God. So you'll be the people of God, but what about everyone else? What about us? Here we have 250 people who really want to reach godliness and you didn't leave them room. But what we see is that they're still missing the key point. And the key point is that Moshe is not about Moshe and Aaron is not about Aaron. They're missing the essence of the concept of choice, of God choosing someone, of God putting someone and giving him a certain mission. It's not about what Moshe wants or doesn't want. It's about the mission that Hashem put before the Levim, the Kohanim, Moshe Rabbeinu, Am Yisrael in general. And maybe this can explain why this last piece actually answers it all. The Natif says a very interesting idea. He says that if we look at the way things develop, we see that the the Bechorot, the firstborn were supposed to be the Levine. Only because they messed up in Cheta Egel, that's when we had to switch the levim and had the whole process, that whole ceremony of the Levine taking the place of the firstborn. What they see is that the real choice, seemingly, was not the Levine. It was the firstborn and things got messed up. So Moshe Rabbeinu took, you know, the levim who didn't sin and put them there. But this all seems like things that are happening ad hoc, right? They're solving certain problems. This was messed up. That was messed up. Here was a solution. There was a solution. Korach came up. So they had to be killed. They came against him. So they went down. What they're missing is the process. And what the native says, that this process of showing which staff is the chosen staff, which staff blossoms, is about showing that there's something that's intrinsic here. It's not just coincidental. They didn't just replace the Bechorot. It maybe only came about through that story. But the essence of the Levine. And he says, and this is true about the essence of Am Yisrael, The Chazal say about Am Yisrael that was before the world, meaning that the world was intended to bring about such a nation and that the Torah was before the world. And both those things don't appear the first day when the world was created. Sometimes the purpose of something or something that's supposed to come about isn't revealed right away. And this is true with everything in life. You're building a swimming pool. The essence of a swimming pool is the water inside of it. But that's actually the last thing that appears. You build the walls, you build this, you build that. And and the water that comes last, is that less important than what came before? No, that's the essence of it all. But it wasn't ready. There was a process until that came out. And I think what the Natsiv is actually teaching us is, what is the story with the staff? Blossoming, flowers coming out, fruit coming out. The potential of that growth was in the staff already. This isn't a miracle like the land opening up. This isn't something external happening. This isn't a coincidence. This isn't the Levine suddenly replacing the Bechorot. This is. Something that's built in—it's in there. It wasn't revealed. You're right. At the beginning, we didn't see the Levine, but there was that potential because Hashem chose that because it's part of the process of how Hashem wants things to develop. And maybe at the end of times, the Bechorot will come back. But Hakadosh Baruch Hu saw the need for the Kohanim, for the Bechorot, for Moshe Rabbeinu, for Am Yisrael within the world. All these things that He chooses, even though the way they come about is through some story and through some development, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not intrinsically chosen that they're not part of a deep process that HaKadosh Baruch is doing in the world in the previous stage everything was immediate Korach came so the land opened up and it ate them up and everything was sudden here we actually see Moshe tells them put your staff here and go home and tomorrow morning we'll see again teaching them that the way God runs the world is not about this happens, so he does that that happens so he does that sometimes we experience it like that but that's not what godliness is about. Akash Baruch Hu has a process, has a way, has things, and they develop the way they develop through the different things that happen. But that plan, that deep plan, is coming and revealing and blossoming like that flower and those fruits that were hidden within that staff and slowly come out and develop. And maybe this is why Hashem tells him it's not only about this argument. Take that staff and put it together with the Luchot for generations to come. Because this idea idea of understanding that godliness, God doesn't change his mind. He doesn't choose a nation and switch the nation. He doesn't work like that. There's a plan. There's a process. And even though things develop like that and like that, it's all part of an eternal path that Hashem is taking us through.
0: Yes, exactly. And it is a wonderful nativ expressing and saying that this whole concept behind the Mateh was to reveal what we call the tahalicha Eloqi, the Mahalacha Eloqi, to show us that there is a godly process like you're saying. It's not about an action and a reaction. Action, something happening and a reaction to what was happened. Suddenly life has changed because of what happened. But rather, there is an entire process behind the scene that even though we don't see it sometimes, it is happening here. And it connects wonderfully also to what the Rajbam says about the mate because the way the Pusik phrases it is very interesting. The Pusik says that Moshe Rabbeinu came in the morning and he saw that the staff suddenly showed a flower, then it showed a blossoming, and then came out a fruit. And this Pusik is describing the entire process, says the Rajbam, because this process happened in front of the eyes of those Nisim to show them that there is a process behind this. That Moshe didn't just show them the mateh with the final fruit on it, but rather all of them saw how it was developing in front of their eyes to show them that sometimes we only see an action and a reaction. We only see one thing. We don't see how it came to be. We don't see the entire linkage between the events. But actually, there's a line of thought. There's a thread going between all these different events, all these occasions, connecting them all for the ultimate purpose, which is what Akadosh Baruch Hu decided for the world. And interestingly enough, it's not only about the mateh which was wood that was able to blossom suddenly but when you look at the word mateh in Hebrew especially in the Torah it actually has two meanings it has a meaning of a staff like we're talking about here but it also has a meaning for a tribe for Shevet we know from the beginning of Ish many different places the mateh means a tribe and you have to ask yourself what is the relationship between the two what's the connection and actually when you think about it and mateh a staff is something that is used to help you walk to assist the person that needs help to walk with their walking and if the person does not trust his staff does not lean on the staff then that person won't be able to walk that person won't be able to move forward meaning the person has to trust his staff has to lean on it as we say in Hebrew which is lean but also to trust and the same thing with the Mateh the whole argument here the whole idea over here is I'm Israel complaining why is there only one Mateh why is there only one tribe why is there only one Shevet only one person that is representing us in front of God it should be all of us but the truth of the matter is that when you have a group of people you need to have a strong leader to lead them a group of people would know leader is chaos as we know from many times in history when there is a group of people together and there's no one leading them each person will start driving to their own direction each person will start going their own way until everything falls apart and that's why a group of people needs a leader a group of people needs one representative to make the decisions for all by all in order to make sure that everybody can move forward and maybe that is the relationship between a maté and a maté, between a staff and a tribe the torah is trying to tell us that in order for a group of people a collective of people to move forward and to function as a nation and to be able to to build themselves, they will have to function as a group with a leader. Each tribe for itself has their leader, but then those leaders together have a leader from themselves. You need to have that hierarchy. You need to have that framework of leadership in order to move forward. But even more so, you have to trust the leadership. You have to put the trust in that representative, and those representatives have to put that trust in their representatives so that we can all move together as a function, because otherwise we will have chaos. If we don't have that trust, if we're not able to lean on our staff, we won't be able to walk forward. And again, in Hebrew, that concept of to trust, the is the same root, is the same shogesh as the word samchut as authority. The authority a leader has comes from the trust that the people put in the authority. And obviously, the authority has to be worthy of the trust of the people. In order to have that samchut, they have to be worthy of the people's people. To have the authority, you have to be worthy of the trust. You have to gain it. But once they gain it, you have to put your trust in the leadership. You have to stand behind it. And then each representative in their own way. Remember, we're part of a collective. We're part of a group that in order to move forward, we have to function as one. And like you were saying, maybe this is the reason that the Mateh was left for generations to come in the Migdash right next to the Aaron, to remind Am Yisrael that in order to move forward, you need to have that ahdut, you need to have that ability to move forward together, to trust each other in order to continue growing, building and being a light into this world.
1: Speaking of light unto the nations, the concept of Am Israel being chosen not for itself, but for a purpose. Maybe just one interesting point when comparing this part of the Parsha to the first part of the Parsha. we see at the beginning it's all We have names. It's Korach, Natan, and Aviram, and Moshe, and Aaron. And maybe when Am Yisrael complain, you killed Am Hashem, they're again making it all personal. It's not Hashem, it's you. It's all about this personal battle between you and Korach, and who's stronger. And what Hashem does here with the matot, with the staffs, is that there's no more names anymore. It's not about individuals. It's as you're saying, a staff is a tribe. It's suddenly about ideas. It's about what we represent. And the choice, is about choosing a certain tribe versus another tribe and the different responsibilities, the different mission that each has. It's not about me and you. It's about what we belong to, what we represent, and what we're supposed to bring out in this world. When things become personal, they lose the real purpose that they were there for. Bringing it back, focusing things back on the tribes, on the mission, on who you belong to, on what you represent, brings the focus back to the real essence of being chosen, for something again whether it's a leader whether it's the kohanim the levim
0: or am israel as a whole exactly and that's also like i was saying what we talked about last year's talk of an opposition whether it's an opposition with legitimate reasons or an opposition that is motivated because of personal agendas we'll link it right now right here it's really good you might want to watch it thank you. Shabbat shalom. thank you shabbat shalom and we'll talk again next week. More talking to our videos on different topics check out our youtube channel